AM 1280, The Patriot. Is AM 1280, The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. The Food and Drug Administration has issued an emergency approval to a new approach to coronavirus testing in which several people's samples are tested together in batches instead of individually. The idea is to speed up the process. Also on SRNews.com, Democratic Representative Donna Shalala, a former Health and Human Services Secretary, says the coronavirus situation in Florida is terrible. Leaders need to step up efforts to control it. The virus is out of control. The lack of leadership in the White House and in our governor's office, uh, uh, they simply have not hit this with a hammer, which is what we needed to do. Shalaya made her comments during an appearance on ABC's This Week program. And European Union leaders are still fundamentally divided over an unprecedented $2.1 trillion EU budget. This is SRN News. Eric Metaxas puts China in perspective. When we're dealing with China, we need to understand the Communist Party of China is so oppressing the Chinese people, okay? We need to know about this. This is a human rights issue. It's an American issue because we trade with China. We do business with China. We need to be aware of what we're dealing with. We need to be aware of what is happening. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnight at 3 on AM 1280, The Patriot intelligent radio our sister station business 1440 is keeping you up to date on the economic and financial impacts of covid19 you can also check out the website twincitiesbusinessradio.com your exclusive business station in the twin cities business 1440 keeping you informed in unstable times just past four o'clock sunday afternoon here in the twin cities take a look at your forecast from the homestead road weather center sunny and breezy today high of 82 and we got the victory hour with andrew parker coming up next on the patriot AM 1280, The Patriot. You know what's not healthy? Stressing about work. Or maybe you're out of work. Stop. Hit reset. You can start a new life as an IT pro in as little as four months from the comfort of your own home, even if you have zero computer experience. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. Live online classes meet just twice a week. An emergency relief grant of up to $3,500 is available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. 
COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal, and families are getting out to shops, stores, and restaurants. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Business recovery plans should be ready to go right now. The marketing team at Salem Surround is ready to help, so you don't waste a minute or a dollar recapturing market share. We'll help design your recovery plan targeting potential customers with proven marketing strategies. With everything in our toolkit working for you, digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions, contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital marketing plan. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Get $5,000 of James Hardy siding for just $2,500 through this special offer from Archer Exteriors in this station. There's just one half-price James Hardy siding offer available. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab, and half-price offers, or call the station now. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed. With my attorney, Bernie, I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow It's Sunday, 4 o'clock, and what does that mean? It means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and once again this week, we will be talking politics, Israel, and the law. We are going to focus this week on politics. In particular, we're going to come back to the subject, as we promised last week, the subject of COVID-19 and the coronavirus that we talked about for several weeks ongoing. Uh, Ending about a few weeks ago, we have not talked about it in a while, and I wanted to circle back regarding the coronavirus, the uh, the China coronavirus. And in particular, uh, I want to talk about the numbers at the top of the show here. We're going to be joined a little bit later in the show by Dr. Scott Jensen, who we had on just a few weeks ago. And he uh, has become controversial. Uh, nobody uh, who really is serious and not political about it can say that he should be controversial. He's just taking the numbers, speaking facts uh, and truth about those numbers, and drawing conclusions, uh, while others uh, ignore the important numbers. They, they talk about the number of cases They don't talk about how the number of cases are tallied or what is included in a quote-unquote case. They don't talk about the fact that there are probably, quite frankly, millions of more cases that have not yet been determined to be positive, but that people are walking around out there with the virus. 
The fact of the matter is, deaths are really the important number. And, um, you know, I, I just would say, and this is very important for all of you out there listening, it's a bit peculiar, but the top seven states who've tallied the number of deaths, and we're going to talk about how deaths are even tallied, but this number is high of anything, but the top seven states, New York, California, New Jersey, Illinois, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Michigan, all states with well over 5,000 deaths, no other states in the entire 50 have more than 5,000 deaths other than those seven, and all seven, seven of them governed and run I mean, interestingly, governed and run by Democrats. Now, note that Democrats govern in fewer than half of the 50 states, fewer than half. So you would think there would be more Republicans uh, in this group of seven. They're all Democrats. And then in the next group with the highly pop, uh, populous states of Florida, Texas, Arizona, Georgia, Ohio, Indiana, Louisiana, all, all governed by Republicans who have been much more lenient, quite frankly, in getting people back out to work. Deaths in those states are all below 5,000, many, most of them well below 5,000 in the entirety of the states. And these are populous states. So, it's important to look at it in context. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Scott Jensen and why I wanted to have him back on the show. He is a doctor of some 37 years, founder of the Catalyst Medical Clinic, state senator for the state of Minnesota, elected in 2016. He has indicated he is not going to run again, so he is a one-term senator who has decided not to run again uh, out of District 47 out there in Chaska. His clinic is in Watertown. He, uh, you know, he's somebody who we received his medical degree at the University of Minnesota. Uh, he uh, had a bachelor's in physiology, went to the Luther Northwestern Theological Seminary valedictorian in, in a, from his high school, I mean, this is a smart guy. I mean, a serious guy. A Bush Fellow of Leadership uh, and Policy Studies as well. And uh, he has been looking very closely at COVID-19. So I'd like to bring the good doctor on the show now. Doctor, uh, are you with us? And I want to thank you again for joining us on the Victory Hour. Andrew, it's great to be with you, and I just want to say thank you for taking that tight, precision look that you take at this issue. I just heard you over the last few minutes, and you are spot on. When we're looking at things, we need to look at data that gives some, some certainty and certainly deaths, as long as we're not messing with how we code deaths, is something we can look at. But new cases there's an awful lot to be discussed in that regard as to what really represents a new case, and so I appreciate your approach. Yeah, I you know, I want to I want to go through a series of questions for you, quick questions, very quick answers, and then we will get into 
the guts of it. But I want to make sure that our audience is clear on this. Is COVID-19 real? Yes. It absolutely is. Have the models that have been uh, prepared by some of the best and the brightest across the country been reliable? No, they haven't, and for a couple of reasons. One is the presumptions that were associated with the models were flawed, and I think sometimes people thought of the models as sort of a roadmap, and that's not what they are. Models are science. Models are statistical manipulations and extrapolations to help guide us. And we have gone way overboard in in terms of letting modelers make or contribute to huge decisions such as lockdowns, closing schools, the whole gamut. So, no, models are not reliable as a roadmap, uh, but they're a tool. And in the state of Minnesota, uh, looking at the models as a tool, public policy decisions have been made, and we now know that the models were wildly inaccurate. Why don't you identify a few of the, uh, the, the, the predictions that the models made that came nowhere near close to reality? Well, I think it started with the goalposts by Governor Walls being said, okay, we want to depress the peak and, if you will, delay the surge, flatten the curve so that we can help our hospitals prepare with PPE and making certain that they weren't overwhelmed. But along the way, the governor has given us such fear-mongering advice that we're going to have 74,000 deaths. 74,000. By the way, we have 1,566 as of this afternoon. Go ahead. And then he reduced it to 29,000. And I remember doing a video at that point saying, you know, I'm not buying what you're selling. And it wasn't long after that that we saw the governor say, we're spending $7 million to buy a building, refrigerate it, sort of repurpose it so that we can store the bodies because this is going to be hell on wheels, folks. And you know what? It's never seen a body yet. We spent $7 million, and that could have gone to food shelves. It could have gone to Black Lives Matter. It could have gone to so many things. How about it could have gone to uh, uh, elder care facilities to save people's lives there? Amen. Yeah. Amen. And then we were told after that, okay, it's not going to be 29,000, but by the middle of July, yeah. we're going to have 1,000 deaths per day. And we are having three, five, seven, and we continue to have 80% of our deaths in long-term care facilities, which is exactly where we should expect to see them because Department of Health policies put people with active COVID-19 disease in nursing homes to convalesce, knowing that Nursing home residents are the most vulnerable. So if you are being serious, if you are being honest, the public policy decisions of the administration, uh, the current administration here in the state of Minnesota, has, have been completely overstated and have neglected to focus on where the real threat was and it has caused death. I mean, uh, what more can you say other than, in addition, you could say, and it's killed the economy for many businesses, which are now closed, going bankrupt, or may well soon go bankrupt. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, digress for one second. I've got a couple more questions before we get into uh, further dialogue. I want to make sure everyone understands the five-state area, Minnesota, 
1,566 deaths. South Dakota, 116. And by the way, they never closed up. 116 compared to our 1,566. I don't care about the population difference because even if you adjust for population difference, we are way out beyond South Dakota. North Dakota, a total of uh, 92 uh, deaths in North Dakota. You can adjust that for population. We're way out in front. Wisconsin, they opened up way before we did. They only have 844, about a half of the number of deaths uh, that we do. And they've got more people than we do. Iowa, 792, less than half of what we have. And again, uh, and, and again, uh, you know, the population, while a little bit less, way, uh, when you adjust for population, way higher numbers. So we're doing worse than any of the others by far. And we're still, you know, reluctantly opening some things, but pretty closed up and threatening to close up again. When we come back with Dr. Scott Jensen, we're going to continue a back and forth regarding the reality of COVID-19. We're going to talk about masks. We're going to talk about schools. And then we're going to talk about the fact that complaints have been lodged against those that are truth tellers on the subject such as Dr. Scott Jensen and the impact that that has. This is a democracy, remember. Freedom of speech, the Bill of Rights. During this break, go to parkerdk.com, where you will find what many have referred to as an award-winning website, but all will refer to it as that soon enough, because we're coming out with a new website just in a few weeks. Parkerdk.com. Be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. Running a church, school, or business in normal times is tough enough. Now, throw in the new challenges in the midst of a pandemic, and wow, can it be overwhelming. My name is Michael with Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Minnesota, and we're here to help you. Vanguard has been on the front lines this entire time, helping essential businesses remain both open and safe. Vanguard is well-known and trusted in the Twin Cities for providing churches, schools, and businesses our professional cleaning services. As members of the Minnesota Association of Church Facility Managers and with crews that are Virtus Essential 3 vetted through the Archdiocese of St. Paul and Minneapolis, we truly partner with you in customizing solutions to meet your needs and budgets. At Vanguard, we remain compliant to the CDC's ever-changing guidelines for cleaning and disinfecting. We are in constant communications on best practices for keeping you both open and safe. Cleaning and disinfecting is what we do best. For a no-obligation quote or consultation, go to VanguardCleaningMN.com. That's VanguardCleaningMN.com. 
Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. Yeah, man. So we back in the club with the bodies rocking from side to side, side, side to side. Thank God the week is done. I feel like a zombie gone back to life, back, back to life. We're back. It's the victory hour. This week with Usher. As my uh, producer was claiming we'd never played Usher before, I... Found it hard to believe. At least since I was producing, but which has you, only you been a year well, and a half. You may well be correct. So we wanted to fix that immediately as each week we provide the best of across the board genres of music, foundational, fundamental, top scale, top drool. And Usher is in that, certainly. As well as the sound of music. Or ACDC if we could play it. All righty. We're talking something far more serious, and that is COVID-19, the China virus. And I will tell you specifically that uh, while I focus on the deaths and hospitalizations and not on the number of cases, because there are many viruses out there, there are many diseases out there, And you do not shut down an economy unless you have serious, serious risk of exponential death. Because shutting down an economy as a public policy decision is a very big deal. Now, COVID-19 is real. It is definitely real. As Dr. Scott Jensen has indicated, it has taken... Tens of thousands, hundred and what is it now? One hundred and forty thousand uh, deaths in the United States, and most of them, uh, or or many of them, come from those seven states I referred to: New York, California, New Jersey, Illinois, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Uh, which I would argue did not handle the matters of dealing with COVID nineteen very well or well at all. Uh, But COVID-19 is real. There there is no question about it. And uh, yes, it it is dangerous, but we need to reopen our economy and deaths are plummeting as it is dying out and as the number of cases are growing and population immunity, uh, you know, is something that may get to us before any vaccine. We may never have a vaccine. 
We're talking to Dr. Scott Jensen, who has been speaking out on this subject for a number of months, uh, state senator and also a uh, family practice doctor for, oh, coming on 30, or, uh, 40 years now, 37 years. Uh, so, doctor, I wanted to ask you, in terms of the calculations, the numbers that I've been throwing around this afternoon, uh, they are accurate in terms of what is being reported uh, by the CDC, but are the numbers, the definition of a case and whether or not a death was caused by COVID, are these numbers accurate? Can we rely on them? That's a great question. And if I could start with, first I'd start with death certificates. I think when the CDC came out and indicated that physicians could code COVID-19 or U07.1 as the cause of death in situations where they assumed that it was that or it was probable or it contributed, this was problematic in many ways. Traditionally, I've been taught and I've always taught residents and medical students that a contributing condition belongs in part two of a death certificate, but the real guts of a death certificate deals with a sequence of causation. And as the CDC has said in many sources, including the manual for physicians to use in completing a death certificate, the initiating event is really the underlying cause of death. So if a person has a heart attack in 2018 and in 2019 develops congestive heart failure and in 2020 has increasing swelling in the ankles, more and more shortness of breath, it becomes clear that because of age and multiple underlying conditions, there's really no particular miracle hope that we can have. And so the patient says, I want to go on hospice. I want to focus on dignity. I want to make sure that the remaining months of my life are as high quality as they can be. And so they utilize hospice cares. In that situation, if a COVID-19 epidemic breaks out in the area, or even if a COVID-19 test were positive in this patient, in either situation, the initiating event would be the heart attack. And that would be, if you will, lead up to congestive heart failure, which would lead to increasing shortness of breath and respiratory distress. And whether or not a physician wants to put COVID-19 as the immediate cause of death or as a condition, if you will, a contributing condition, the underlying cause of death should be recorded as the heart attack. Otherwise, we're going to end up with a lot of garbage for our statistics. And these statistics inform public policy. When we look at how many people die in America, which is approximately 650,000 people every year die of heart disease. If all of a sudden that drops down to 400,000 and we have respiratory illnesses, especially COVID, bumping from a couple hundred thousand to 600,000, we have now absolute mush on what we're dealing with. And we will make bad public, public policy decisions. So I think in terms of the COVID-19 death certificates, yes, there's going to be some over-reporting because of what the CDC has done. In terms of cases, I think there's going to be some underreporting because for every laboratory confirmed case, we know there's at least another 10 times as many. If you look at the Santa Clara studies, maybe 50 to 80 times as many. But even there, we're now being, if you will, subjected to some sketchy data when we see that in Texas, they're starting to call a, a new case someone who's a contact of a laboratory confirmed case. Well, this is problematic on so many levels. So, and we also need to ask the question, when we get a positive 
test. Does that represent a unique patient? Or could a patient have three positive tests and inadvertently be counted as three cases? The, the mushiness that the CDC has introduced into the equation is absolutely going to compromise the public trust and it's going to compromise the basis for which we make public policy decisions. And you have been reporting on this, opining on this. Uh, You've been on uh, national news shows. You have put out uh, a Facebook video that many have watched. And as a result, uh, folks who don't like your knowledge on the subject, your I was going to use the word opinion, but frankly, I, you know, it, it, it's, it's just putting the facts out there, uh, have, have lodged complaints against you. You don't even know who these people are, but two allegations, one spreading misinformation about death tolls and providing, quote, reckless advice by comparing COVID-19 with the flu. Now, in fact, aren't the numbers, at least as they sit in terms of deaths, uh, aren't they somewhat comparable to the flu at this point? In 2018 in America, we had 80,000 deaths. Some sources say 80,000, some say 60, but somewhere between 60 and 80,000. In 1918, we had some 700,000 deaths. This year, COVID-19, we've had some 145,000 deaths. So if you have 80,000 and you have 700,000 and between there you have 145,000, I think we're talking about providing some context by which to make some comparisons so people can understand what we're really going through. And of those 145,000 cases, a tremendous long-term care facilities. And in Minnesota, of all of our 1,500 cases, 80% almost have been in long-term care facilities. So Dr. Fauci was really one of the first people that came out so blatantly and said in March in uh, New England Journal of Medicine, he said, the more we learn about COVID-19, the more we're seeing it behave like an influenza outbreak. And Mike Osterholm has said the same thing. So when they say it, it's news and it's perfect. And when I say it, it's reckless advice. Yeah, reckless advice causing a complaint to chill uh, speech. Uh, even of those in the scientific community. And let me, let me make it very clear to folks. 145,000 deaths in the United States, 140,000 deaths in the United States, and nearly half are, from assisted, care, are in uh, assisted care facilities, a little bit less than half. That puts you into the non-high-risk deaths in the United States are very similar to the 2018 deaths from the flu. And that is simply a reality. If we would have done a better job protecting those most at risk, we would have been in the flu category or very close to it. Uh, And for a first breakout, an initial breakout, the flu was as bad or worse. Uh, than uh, what we're seeing in COVID-19. We're going to be right back after this short break, and we're going to continue our discussion with Dr. Scott uh, Jensen. We're going to talk a little bit more about the complaints that he has received, his response to them, the effect that they have, and then we're going to talk about masks and the opening of schools. Make sure to stay with us. It's the Victory Hour. Go to ParkerDK.com. We'll be right back. Check, check, check. 
check, 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 checking you out like, oh, she got it all. AM 1280, The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to parkerdk.com. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something exciting and extraordinary, a bucket list item with years of memories packed into 10 days? Make 2020 a year you'll never forget and join me, Sebastian Gorka, and my friend Mike Lindell on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, and you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from history. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. The institutions use the markets to create income and get better returns for their investors. They are consistent year after year using tools that most people know nothing about. Learn the skills to invest and trade with the institutions at a free investing class in our local Twin City Center or virtually at 952-814-4410. Discover the tools the institutions use daily at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. Atlanta. I ain't going out though. Yeah. It's been a while now, if you don't hate me. Ain't been on beef mode, I've been in the house down south going crazy. Ain't been dropping pins like I used to. Ain't been on savage like I used to. You ever seen that uh you ever seen that show uh Songland? It's a heck of a show. What channel's it on? Yeah, I don't know. Channels. I don't know. I know from, you know, what it was it? Two, four, five, you nine. You sound like a millennial. 11. Those are the channels okay. that I, you know, and I had like the, you know, those little uh, rabbit ear antennas uh-huh. on the TV so oh. I could adjust it a little bit. And 
if that uh, get it to come in. I uh, but I will uh, say it's a good show. Usher was on this song right here is what was developed from that very show, and uh, it's a good one. It's a good, yeah, one. It's a good one. Yeah, I like it. We are back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and every week, Sundays, 4 to 5 p.m. on 1280 a.m., The Patriot, and then repeating 6 to 7 p.m. on Freedom 1570, you will hear Politics, Israel, and the Law, uh, just the facts, smart, plain talk uh, being uh, delivered. And uh, if you join us 4 to 5, you should do so on Facebook as we are live on Facebook right now. Look us up. Plug it in. I guess we don't plug things in anymore, but I'm still saying it. All right. We've got Dr. Scott Jensen who has joined us to talk some sense about COVID-19. And uh, listen, if there were no harm by taking away people's civil rights, their freedoms, uh, by taking away the economic boon that we had going on in this country, uh, by if there were no harm to shutting down the economy, uh, and all we were focused on is doing anything and everything to prevent even a single death. You know, that's one thing. But the reality is this is about a cost-benefit analysis of public policy decision-making. And for everything you do over here, there are implications over there. And what we are dealing with is a pandemic in which a national emergency was called and action was taken. And what we're seeing today is the, con- the economy continues to be decimated. The death rate has fallen off a cliff. <clears throat> and now all they point to is the number of cases and act as if that's a reason to continue the national emergency. Uh, it, it simply isn't from a public policy standpoint. I'd like your comment on that, doctor. Well, I think that I would say a couple of things. First off, one of the legacy memories we will have from the way this pandemic was handled in the United States, and especially in Minnesota, is that not only did we have an incredible preponderance of deaths in long-term care facilities, but we made those people die alone. In my medical career over 40 years, I have never seen so many people if you will, isolated and told, no, your loved ones will not be there to hold your hand. So to me, it's horrific. It's nothing short of horrific. It is horrific. It is horrific. And then if you want to go back to the whole thing about cases now, if you had asked me on June 15th, a month ago, what I would hope for, I would have said, well, I hope the riots and the demonstrations in the first week of June don't show us a peak or a surge. And I would hope that we would see hospital use for COVID-19 patients drop. And I would hope that we would see ICU usage for COVID-19 patients drop. And I would hope that we would see COVID-19 deaths drop. And I would hope that we would see continued COVID-19 cases so that I knew, as you mentioned earlier, that we were continuing to move towards some level of population immunity and in fact, what we found is all those things. Yes. So we would have done what we wanted. But what did we see the Department of Health do but tell us that they were no longer going to track 
doubling times because the number of days it takes for our cases of COVID-19 to double was very, very good. Minnesota looked excellent. So all of a sudden, we weren't going to use that one. That was going to be taken off the dashboard. Instead, we're going to look at per capita. We're going to look how many cases per 100,000 people. And in that situation, our number in Minnesota was 7.7. And we were told that that's not acceptable. The goal is under five. So I made a call to David Montgomery, an NPR reporter who had done an article on doubling times in late May. Yeah. And said, David, you said that you thought doubling times was a useful thing. You explained the whole thing. What do you think about the fact that we're now going to sort of drop it off the radar screen and we're going to go to this one? And he explained it to me. But what he also told me was that the doubling time for Minnesota at 7.7, even now, is better than what Wisconsin's is, is better than what Iowa's is, is not as good as South Dakota and North Dakota. But the fact of the matter is, we were right in the middle of the pack. And frankly, when you're comparing yourself to Midwestern states, which is doing very well as a region of our country, we're fine. But instead, it was being used as something to jazz up the fear, tell us we weren't doing well enough. And as far as I'm concerned, it was putting us in a position where the governor could come forth with some more executive orders and say, okay, here we go. We're going to do masks. We're going to lock down schools. We might have to lock down economy again. We are being played. Yeah, and and it, it, there's no explanation for it. It is counter to the numbers. Why are they making these public policy decisions? Why are they creating this fear uh, in the population to walk around and 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 stay you know uh, stay off the streets? It, it, everything is dead. The economy uh, is being uh, decimated. And I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to say it. Same thing is happening in Michigan, by the way. And you've got Minnesota and Michigan, uh, both critical states in the upcoming election. And I can see little reason why this sort of attack by uh, by Governor Walls and uh, by uh, Whitman. What's her what's her name? Uh, Witty. She's yeah. Whitberg over there in Michigan. And I just uh I can't I can't chalk it up to any other reason uh, than that. And, and the same thing when I look at the top seven states uh, in the country uh, who have been locked down and who have not done a job of keeping their death rates low are, are all run by uh, uh, by Democrats. But I want to turn back, doctor, and talk about these complaints that have been filed against you. Why don't you describe them and how, uh, you know, this has affected you, if at all. Well, it's affected me very much. I mean, I think any time you spent 35, 40 years in a profession and you've done your best to do for your patients what you need to do, and, and the fact of the matter is I was honored a few years ago to be named the Family Practice Doctor of the Year in Minnesota, and here I sit being harpooned, uh, and I think it's politically motivated, and I'm being told that because I was willing to make the same kind of comparisons that Fauci and Osterholm and Ioannidis from Stanford and Atlas from Stanford, these yep. other doctors – that I was providing reckless advice. And then because I went on a news program with Chris Berg and Fargo Moorhead, and if you will, complained that the Department of Health was, if you will, coaching me or massaging me to go ahead and use COVID-19 as a cause of death, whereby normally I would never think about doing that. I was then accused of spreading misinformation. But the fact of the matter is we've had Pennsylvania reduce 
their COVID-19 deaths by a couple hundred. We've had Colorado do it. We had the Illinois public health director come out and say that just because it says COVID-19 on your death certificate as the cause of death doesn't mean you died of COVID-19. And I'm sitting there saying, what, are they, what does that mean? So it, it's disappointing. It hurts. I'm, but I also understand that the Board of Medical Practice has important work to do, and I'm going to comply with their policies, and I'm going to cooperate because they are there to try to protect patients from physicians that may be unscrupulous or unethical, and especially in the areas of you know, sexual misadventures or self-prescribing medications for physicians themselves where they may not be as mentally sharp. I get that. But this one is a real stretch. It is, and and when you start to consider it, and I know you can't say this, but but I can. Uh, it could very well be a complete political attack, and and nothing less, in order to chill your your free speech rights, in order to take over the marketplace of ideas and create this category of oh, they're just crackpots. That's not science. When you, all you're doing is looking at the numbers, and, and you're right. You know, Ionitis, Atlas, cats over in Yale, uh, you know, you, you identify Fauci, as well as Osterholm, all of them at different times, and some of them consistently have said nothing different than what you have, uh, you have said. Well, I, you know, I wish you the best with those complaints, and of course, if there's anything I can do to help you with them, I definitely Will, I think it's an outrage that complaints have been lodged against uh, the good Dr. Uh, Scott Jensen. And we're going to be right back after this uh, short break. And I promise we're going to talk uh, a bit about masks, which is like the big to-do nowadays, as if it is critical and it's going to save your life. Uh, I want to talk to the doctor about that, whether it's the case, whether there's science to that as well as uh, talking about uh, uh, the schools. So make sure to stay with us uh, after this short break. We're going to talk about those issues. In the meantime, I want to suggest go to parkerdk.com and jot this down with your number two pencil. If you're on Facebook, you'll see I'm showing you the, uh, the old America's pencil, the number two, which I have a sharpener right here on my desk. And I'm sharpening it with the crank, and I've got my yellow pad. Jot this down, 651-289-4488. Give us a call. Stay with us. We'll be right back. AM1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. 
premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. In a lawsuit, a little extra liability protection can go a long way. Call Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. A personal liability umbrella policy from American Family Insurance offers a million dollars or more of coverage over and above the limits of your auto and home policies. And it's affordable. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something extraordinary? Set a clear new vision for yourself this year and join Dr. Sebastian Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. Journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from Holy Scripture. Reserve your spot today. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave, but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. Peace up. A-Town. Yeah. Yeah. In the low key. We are back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. We are talking with Dr. Scott Jensen, the controversial family practice doctor from the state of Minnesota out there in Watertown. And uh, he's got the Catalyst Medical Clinic, a uh, great clinic. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, we're, we're going to talk now about masks. And uh, let me just throw this out there. Uh, just just to talk the numbers, okay? Just so you you understand. If you put if you put 2500 people, Americans in a room, one of them may die from COVID-19. It, you know, it'd be possible. 2500 of them in a room. Now, uh if you had those same fi- uh, 2500 people, uh five of them, five times the number would die in a given year uh, from heart disease. From heart disease. So, so I ask you, if, if you are out there making sure that you are protecting and, and trying to find what really works, you could wear a mask, but then you got to take it down when you pull in and order at the Wendy's your double cheeseburger with bacon, a Biggie Fries, and a Frosty. And when you do that once a week... I think 
you're, you're a lot better off kicking that to the curb uh, as opposed to making sure you got that mask on when you walk outside and walk around uh, Lake Calhoun or whatever. I can't remember what it's called now or I would use that term because I'm sure Lake Calhoun is an improper term to use. Uh, doctor, can you – yeah, I mean, isn't that the case? I mean, is is the mask – really going to save your life, and we must all wear masks. I was reading an article where most all of the masks, other than the surgical mask that doctors wear in surgery, uh, are not going to have too much impact, at least scientific studies have shown, not too much impact on this COVID-19 virus. This is a difficult issue. I think it's it's moved beyond the science. I, I think I said the other night on Laura Ingram's show that I think science has been sacrificed at the altar of panic. Yeah. If you actually look at the science of just the N95 mask versus either a surgical mask or a cotton mask, I think it's important to look at pore size. How big is the opening? And if you do a three-ply cotton mask, you can reduce the typical pore size from 20 microns to five microns. But you have to remember that a COVID-19 particle, if it's not attached to a big respiratory particle, is going to be one-fiftieth the size of that. So, you know, one-fiftieth is like comparing uh, a chain-link fence to uh, a gnat. And so it takes about 50 gnats nose-to-toe to, if you will, traverse the two wire strands in a chain-link fence. But moving past that, I think that large particles may well be impacted by a surgical or a cotton mask but it's just not very likely that large particles are the only way that COVID-19 is transmitted so then we're dealing with a situation okay maybe some viral particles are being blocked or filtered by a cotton or surgical mask I think that science remains to be seen if you look at the science prior to 2019 it, it isn't very hopeful But now if you look at the stuff that's being generated very quickly, it's not random control trials. It's not double-blinded stuff. It's stuff that's being pushed out fast, and I think it's being pushed out because people have an agenda. But nevertheless, if you look at the fact that influenza studies have been done for years and masks didn't provide any protection, that's what the data was showing in 2015, in 2010. This is what OSHA was saying. This is what Fauci was saying as late as March. This is what Osterholm said on June 12th. The problem is we sometimes lull people into thinking that they're protecting themselves. And, you know, if if the governor ends up putting a mask mandate in place, he's going to do it regardless of what I have to say this afternoon. But I think that if we look at the data, that's been out there that we've been teaching medical students and residents and what virologists have been working off of. There has been this incredible shift, this pivot over the last 60 days where all of a sudden the world health organization, the CDC, and a lot of scientists who have said, Oh, we've got to wear masks. Well, I haven't seen a compelling case made, but the last thing I want to do is die on that Hill. I mean, it just isn't worth it. Fair, fair enough. If we're going to wear a mask, we're going to wear a mask. Go ahead. We, yeah, we, right. We, we can go we ahead. 
and that we may be lulling ourselves to sleep, and we don't know what the adverse consequences are of when you rebreathe all day long the fungus, the virus, and the bacteria that's in your nose and in your pharynx, and you're breathing that onto your mask, and then you suck it back in, and you breathe it back out, and you have emphysema, or you have asthma, or you have allergies, and this stuff is going on, and that will come forth. We will get that data, and then we're going to have people saying, oh, my, wasn't this terrible? Yeah. This is exactly what we've done for the last five or six months. We play this whack-a-mole game instead of saying, could we try to stick to the science? All right, so you can, you know, you can wear a mask. Go ahead. You know, anybody should have the freedom to wear a mask or not wear a mask. If it's going to be a requirement that everyone wears a mask, take away that freedom. That's not the end of the world either. Fine, everybody wear a mask. But we may well find it causes more problems than not. And I will say, maybe the government ought to be saying what? If we're going to say you got to wear a mask, how about you can't have the double cheeseburger with bacon, the biggie fries, and the and the frosty every single week? You got to spread it out. I mean, if you're really interested in taking care of yourself, I think you ought to pay a little more attention to that. Doctor, I want to ask you one last thing, and that's about schools. I, I, I find it to be one of the most critical issues related to this. The killing of the economy was one thing. And if we can get it reopened, it may not be dead. It may be able to be revived. Uh, who knows? The Democrats are hell-bent on making sure that Donald Trump does not win another term. And so they're going to try to continue to kill this economy, it appears, until at least after November, and then uh, re- reawaken it Uh, at that time, even though they could be reawakening it now. Uh, But the schools is a whole nother matter. Number one, those decisions can't wake. And number two, uh, you know, it's killing a whole generation or more. You're right. What we are basically doing, Andrew, is conducting this large-scale social experiment. And we're doing it with kids as the guinea pigs. When a teacher says, I'm concerned, a teacher in California says, I'm concerned that we might have exposure to COVID-19. I think at some point in time, we have got to ask ourselves the question, what are we doing to these children? I mean, honestly, they are so based on fear, the the news, the parents, the mask, and quite frankly, between the ages of five and 10, if you take these kids out of school and think that the distance learning is cutting it, you are just kidding yourself. The American Academy of Pediatrics, which is an organization that... I don't always agree with, has come out and made a strong, firm statement. We need to get kids back in the school. We absolutely need to get kids back in school. We've got to fight for it. We we absolutely have to fight for it. Doctor, I, you know, I, I'm sorry we got a hard break at the end of our show. It's been fabulous once again. Really great to, to have you on the show and to talk with you. Uh, I thank you very much for joining us. I, I want to have you on again as we continue through the mud of uh, COVID-19 and the facts versus fiction. Until next week, I want to wish everyone a wonderful week. Dr. Jensen, thank you again. And uh, we'll be back for more Smart Plane Talk in one week. Join us. Justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. AM 1280, The Patriot. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. 
So you're searching online for that perfect sermon series that you can really dig into, but you can't seem to find what you're looking for. I suggest you give GodTube.com a try. GodTube.com is loaded with sermons from well-known and revered Bible teachers who cover every topic you can imagine. And there are no shady comment threads or questionable content. Just great sermon after sermon. Hear God's Word daily, grow deeper in your faith, and be inspired by the sermon section on GodTube.com. Get a $3,900 Konica Minolta copier for your business for just $19.50 through this special offer from Tops and this station. There's only one half-price copier. Go to the station's website, click 